Hello and welcome. My name is Tecla Francesco, and I'm trying to spread the word about how practicing the law of attraction can significantly improve your physical and mental health. Join me and like-minded friends to learn more about gratitude and how to manifest health and wellness beyond your wildest dreams. I've been practicing these principles for years with incredible results from resolving chronic pain to dissipating daily anxiety and reversing a digestive diagnosis. My goal is for you to leave our weekly episodes with easy and actionable steps to implement effortlessly into your day-to-day life so you can reach your own personal health and wellness goals. Hello, and welcome back to Heal Yourself with the Law of Attraction. Thank you so much for pushing play today. I know it's the holiday season and everyone is traveling to get back family and there's a lot going on. So I'm glad that you're tuning in. I want to start off by saying your girl is feeling much better this week. She's got her shit back together and she's on the up and up. Things took a really wild turn last week when I was notified by doctors that I need to follow a strict autoimmune paleo diet protocol for the next 12 weeks as part of a detox phase. I had never heard of this diet, but I had assumed it really wasn't going to be too much to handle, and boy, was I wrong. The limitations of this diet are wild. No wheat or grains, no nuts, no dairy, no beans or legumes, no nightshade vegetables like potatoes and tomatoes, no spices or seeds, no eggs, no alcohol, no coffee. Let me tell you, I was in a spiral for a couple of hours about how I was going to make it through, and it was not pretty. I calmed down, and eventually I was able to do some research, and that's when I found a website called autoimmunewellness.com. The website is run by two women, Mickey and Angie, and they have made dozens and dozens of recipes accessible for free for those following this protocol. And that's what I'm thankful for this week, friends. This website took me from frantic and chaotic and panicking, that type of energy, back to neutral with a sprinkle of optimism. I'm not all the way there yet, and that's okay. I'm just trying to take things one day at a time and lean into that positivity where I can. Soon enough, I'll be back to regularly scheduled programming and all will be well. I'll say that the thought of another sweet potato at this point makes me want to hurl, but we're only five days in and I know I'm going to make it. I can do anything for 12 weeks. A side effect of this detox for me right now is constant itchiness all over my body. I cannot stop itching. And you know what? All I can think about is that scene on the latest Bachelor in Paradise where Aaron and Genevieve are arguing about itching and he says it's a form of low-level pain. And she's saying, it's absolutely fucking not. There's no way. And they get into this entire argument about it. I did look it up and scientifically speaking, it's not. Genevieve's right. I hate to say it, friends, but I kind of want to side with Erin, even though it's not true. It may or may not be driving me slowly insane. That said, whenever I'm starting to think about getting overwhelmed by that or the restrictive eating protocol I'm on, I start to think about my intention for the next 12 weeks. For the next few months, my intention or mission statement or value statement, if you will, is I'm taking positive steps toward achieving optimal health each day. Every choice I make 
Every moment of self-care brings me closer to my goals. I am strong, capable, and dedicated to improving my overall well-being. I trust in my body's natural healing ability and believe in my ability to reach abundant health. I am grateful for the opportunity to take care of myself and live a healthy, fulfilling life. Now that is a long statement and I don't have that memorized by any means, but it is written down and I do read it every day. And if I need something to keep me motivated in the moment, I just recite that last sentence. I am grateful for the opportunity to take care of myself and live a healthy, fulfilling life. Because that part is so true. I am so lucky I have the resources and knowledge, time, and power to advocate for myself and my health and follow this natural healing path back to full health. Things are definitely off in my body, especially with my hormones, but things are not critical by any means, and that is such a blessing. I could have been in the position where I wasn't able to choose to go the natural route and I could have been facing surgery or other types of medical therapy because things were already life-threatening. And that's not the case. And I'm so grateful and glad about that. And so having that mantra helps me focus my mind in those moments where it might be hard to stay the course. Repeating a mantra can help to quiet the mind, reduce stress and anxiety, and promote this inner sense of peace and balance. When it comes to achieving your goals, a mantra can kind of serve as a reminder of what you're working toward and help to keep you motivated and focused. When you repeat a mantra that is related to your goals, you're also reaffirming your commitment to achieving them and keeping yourself motivated to make them a reality. And it's important to note here that while a mantra can be a useful tool for helping you achieve your goals, it's not a substitute for taking inspired action toward those goals. We've talked a little bit about inspired action before, but I want to make sure we cover it thoroughly because it is a really significant piece of this puzzle. Inspired action doesn't mean you force the outcome you're wanting. What I mean by that is trying to manifest a specific result or experience or tangible thing through sheer effort or will rather than allowing the universe to unfold naturally. I'll give you an example of that so you can recognize that situation easily and catch yourself if you're starting to go down that route. Let's say you want to manifest a new job. You find an appealing opportunity, you apply, you ask the universe to take care of the rest. Now that part of the process is an example of inspired action because you did what you needed to in order to open yourself up to the opportunity of being hired. Getting a job becomes much more difficult when you don't apply, right? So then you start to get fixated on this one job that you found and you become stressed and anxious. You start checking the job posting every day on LinkedIn to see how many people have applied. You start emailing the hiring managers to ask if they've received a resume and you ask them what they think about your qualifications, even though the application window is still open. You start to add members of the team as connections on LinkedIn, even though you don't even have an interview yet. This part of the scenario is a great illustration of how someone is trying to force the outcome by focusing on the desire and the specific job to the exclusion of all else. 
rather than allowing the universe to unfold in its own way and trusting that ultimately they will manifest the right job for them. While you need to take steps in alignment with what you want to manifest, we're not trying to force anything to happen here. The goal is to try and manifest this or something better. And you don't know that. You don't have that awareness. And that's fine. That's the universe's job. And everything we've been talking about today is connected to shifting our identity. And that's kind of our main topic. When we want to manifest something, the fastest way to do that is to align yourself with the person you want to be. And I've been talking about a lot of things that relate to that today. So repeating mantras can serve as a sort of affirmation to help reprogram the subconscious mind and reinforce who we want to be. It reminds us what we want to stand for, what our values are, and the energy we want to align with moving forward. And inspired action helps us take the required steps to get there. Inspired action is so powerful because it's action taken with intention and motivation rather than action that is reactive or driven by external factors. But that's only the beginning of shifting your identity. And what I mean by that is you need to start to embody the person you want to be completely. You need to start thinking the way that person would think. You need to make decisions the way that person would make decisions. You need to align your priorities with what you know theirs would be. Before every action you take, you should ask yourself the question, would my future self act in this way? Do this thing I'm about to do or say this thing I'm about to say. We're looking to shift our entire identity and state of being to match the energy of that person. That's how you become them. Starting to think, speak, and act in accordance with who you want to be is going to benefit you in so many ways. It's going to help you shift your mindset and beliefs about what's possible for you. So when you start shifting your identity, you're going to start to find and and see yourself in a potential new light in a different way. This positions you to start to challenge and overcome those self-imposed limitations and beliefs that might have been holding you back. It can also really assist you with the confidence and conviction you need to become this person because you deserve it. You are worthy. So what have I been doing to shift my identity? The first step for me was finding a value statement that aligned with the person I wanted to be. And that's what I read to you before, my mantra. Then I started to journal on how that person would approach these challenges I'm facing right now. For example, trying to navigate this very intense elimination diet. And part of that process is reflecting on how I handle those situations today and deciding if that's the way of thinking and behaving that I want to continue with moving forward. Is that serving me or not? So in the past, I would have been totally overwhelmed and likely shut down and procrastinated for a few days. Then I would have found the motivation to start researching intensely to formulate this perfect plan for meals and snacks and desserts for at least the next month. I wouldn't be taking this a week at a time. I would have started a plan like four weeks at a time. I definitely would have the approach of a mindset of perfection rather than progress. I wouldn't have even started grocery shopping until all of that research was done. I wouldn't have felt comfortable proceeding until I felt like somewhat of an expert on how to adhere to this diet and this protocol exactly. 
I then would have made sure I had everything on my list for that first week. Say something was out of a stock and I couldn't find it anywhere. Instead of just flexing that week's meal plan, I would have driven around to several different stores trying to find exactly what I needed, or I would have ordered it so I wouldn't have to deviate. There wouldn't have been absolutely no room for flexibility built into this plan. I would have been so caught up in adhering to the rules and restrictions that I would have entirely missed any opportunity that came my way. I also would have sucked all the possible joy out of this situation by making this process militant. I think you're starting to see how my previous approach would have been a bad vibe all around. And that's partly because a huge part of my identity previously was tied up and caught up in perfection and it became the enemy of progress. I've done a lot of work so far and since then and while I don't focus on perfection now, I do see those ways of thinking creeping in every now and again. When you form a repeated pattern of thinking and behavior like that, it is really hard to break. And that's why this work is difficult. And it feels like it's so hard that you must be doing something wrong. But that's not the case. And I want you to kind of think about your brain like a map for a few seconds. A map of hiking trails. Your habitual ways of thinking and acting become your recommended route. And when a familiar situation occurs, your brain encourages you to take a specific path because it's so well-traveled over time, and it becomes the path of least resistance. It requires the least amount of energy for your brain to go down that path, and it is so comfortable because you've done it before, and your brain knows exactly what to expect. When you try and take a new route, though, it's fucking hard. So back to this hiking trail metaphor here. Think about the recommended route. It's clear because you walk it so often and it's really well maintained so there's no obstacles in the way. When you adopt a new way of thinking and behaving, you're essentially walking off that path, that well-groomed path, you're leaving it behind and you're forming a new path. If you're in the forest or the bush, that new path is not really a path at all when you first get started. You need to find your way the first time. You might need to move fallen tree branches and cut through overgrown foliage. There's a lot of work to do to make that path easy to travel. But the more you walk down that new path, the more you clear things out of the way, the more entrenched it becomes. And every time you walk down it, it becomes easier and easier. The more you walk down that path and the less you walk down the old recommended route, the closer you are to making that new path the path of least resistance. This is called neuroplasticity. And don't get too caught up in this concept. I just kind of wanted to explain why it's so hard to, you know, make a new habit and engage in behaviors that aren't familiar to you and new patterns of thinking. It's not because you're doing anything wrong, just because it takes a while for your brain to rewire based on that scenario and how you're going to act and behave in accordance with it. So now that I've talked about how I would have acted previously, I want to talk about how I'm navigating this situation currently to align with the person I want to be. To start, once I received the news about the elimination protocol, I was only temporarily overwhelmed. It wasn't for a few days. It was just for a few hours. 
and I was already busy at work that day. So I kind of just finished out the day as usual, eating based on my regular diet and not thinking too much of it. Once I finished work, I time boxed my research to 60 minutes. And that ensured I didn't get caught up in all the nuances and try and develop this perfect plan that was going to be impossible to stick to. The next day I went grocery shopping and I had enough of an idea to start and just get a few things that I knew I could eat and I knew what I had to eliminate. So the goal was just to get started here. That's when I was really battling my ego. It was telling me, you know, what if you get something accidentally that you can't eat because you didn't do enough research and it kept going on and on. It was encouraging me to go down this path of perfection rather than to make progress, even though there were still some unknowns. And I chose to acknowledge and move past those concerns. I chose to adopt this approach of trial and error. I had some recipes that I had found in that 60 minutes that sounded good and some of them worked and some of them didn't. It's hard when you have no grain or binder or real flavor to work with. And instead of getting really upset about that and being inflexible about something not working out, I just kind of let it go. That's the person I want to be. I want to be someone that isn't focused on perfection and trying to control every outcome or scenario. I want to be someone that kind of rolls with the punches and doesn't get too caught up in what's going to happen in a week or a month or a few months from now. I'm just trying to take things one day at a time. And I want to be someone that is able to acknowledge more difficult life situations and then find all the things to be grateful for. I want to be someone that sees healing as an opportunity for growth and learning, not as an opportunity to play the victim and get down on myself about how I ended up here. I want to be someone that knows they are worthy and deserving of a full and abundant life with optimal health. I want to be someone that shows up for themselves and takes inspired action every day toward their goals. And most importantly, I want to be someone that enjoys the journey and doesn't make the process miserable for themselves along the way. With every day, I'm leaving that old identity behind and taking steps towards this new one. I'm carving that new path for myself and soon enough, it'll become the path of least resistance. I think this energy of worthiness is so important to manifesting who you want to be. If you don't think that you're worthy of that new identity, or if you think that new identity is unattainable, you'll never get there. You need to show up with fuck yes energy every day. You're your own cheerleader here, friends. Are you worthy of improving your health and your life? Fuck yes. Are you worthy of this new identity? Fuck yes. Are you overcoming your limiting beliefs? Fuck yes. Are you matching the energy of your future self every day? Fuck yes. Okay, so now that I've hyped you all up, what are we working on this week? Other than embodying and embracing this fuck yes energy, I want you to think about the person you want to become. Start by writing a value statement or mantra. It doesn't have to be long, just whatever inspires you and resonates with you and embodies the energy of this person. How does someone who prioritizes themselves and lives a life of abundant health show up? What do they do for themselves every day? What do they do for work? Write down how they think, speak, and act. Write down what their values are. 
Write down everything you can about them and then slowly show up as them and try this every day for like a week. For six or seven days, I just want you to step into this new identity. Would this person get caught up in the small stuff? How would they approach a difficult situation? Would they make the time to reflect and practice gratitude? What would their demeanor and energy be like? And how would they take care of themselves? And then after those seven days, just take some time to reflect on how it felt. If this new identity is aligned with your higher self, it shouldn't feel frantic or chaotic or dramatic. It should feel calm and collected and right. So just check in with yourself. Is this something that you want moving forward? Are you excited about how this person shows up in life? And trust your intuition here. And then it's time for inspired action. Take that every day to align your energy with that of your future self. Okay, friends, next week's topic is unreleased yet. I will release a few teasers on Tuesday for that upcoming episode on social. If you want to jump over and give me a follow on Instagram at heal yourself with LOA. That's heal yourself with LOA. LOA is in law of attraction. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're listening on Apple, a five-star rating goes a really long way. And if you have a few more moments, a thoughtful review would be so awesome and it helps others to know the value that you got out of this content. Spotify doesn't have a review option, but does have star ratings. So please, please, please leave a rating if you could. It really does help me so much. That's all for now. Happy holidays, everyone. And peace, love, and mung beans. Bye.